At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare this is my guys in the desert with stormy bonantoni on vsin the sports betting network Welcome into My Guys in the Desert on a Tuesday. Stormy Bonantoni with you live from downtown Las Vegas at our recent studio in Circa Sportsbook. So happy to be with you today. We've got a lot of news and notes to get to. So right off the top, we might as well jump right in with our top five stories we need to know that impact us from the betting perspective, starting with the news of the day over the weekend, but is now officially official that the GOAT himself Tom Brady has announced his retirement this morning. He did it on social media, but after 22 years in the National Football League, Brady is calling it quits. He earned seven Super Bowl rings, six with the Patriots, one last year with the Bucks. Brady's season ended early last week, falling in the NFC Divisional round of the playoffs to the Los Angeles Rams. Buccaneers are still 12-1 to to win the Super Bowl. We'll see if that changes, especially considering all of the potential free agent contracts the team has to figure out. Tampa Bay drafted former Florida quarterback Kyle Trask in the second round last year. They also have Blaine Gabbert on the current roster, the 27th pick in this year's draft. And CBS Sports' Jonathan Jones said the Bucs probably can't afford high-end quarterbacks this offseason who might be available in free agency or via trades. Keep that in your back pocket. Number two in our top five, speaking of the team that sent the Bucks home this year, let's update you on the latest with regards to the big game. Rams head coach Sean McVay said tight end Tyler Higby has an MCL sprain and that he could have a chance to play in the Super Bowl against the Bengals. McVay also expressed optimism that safety Taylor Rapp, who has been unavailable all throughout the postseason with a concussion since week 18, is optimistic that they may see him. Similarly, Bengals head coach Zach Taylor said initial tests on their tight end, CJ Uzoma's knee was encouraging. He too appears to have a sprained MCL suffered in the first quarter of the AFC title game. There's been a bit of line movement as well over the last 24 hours for Super Bowl 56. Rams bet up to four and a half point favorites from four in the opening total of 49 now sitting at 48. Number three in the FBS, former Oklahoma quarterback Caleb Williams is officially going to USC following Following his former head coach in Lincoln Riley. Safe to say the expectations for Williams and Riley are going to be high in Los Angeles. USC 25 to 1 to win it all next season. The fifth best odds behind Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, and Clemson. The Trojans looking to turn around a 4 and 8 season in 2021 after firing Clay Helton early in the year. In the NBA tonight, a couple notable games and lines.
line moves a potential NBA Finals preview at 7 p.m. Pacific time, 10 p.m. Eastern on TNT. Kyrie Irving and the Nets taking on Devin Booker and the Suns. Phoenix, six-point favorites total in this one sitting at 230. The Suns winners of 10 straight maintaining the best record in the league at the Nets remain odds-on favorite to win the NBA title despite their recent struggles when these two teams played earlier in November. The Suns won 113-107 to at Barclays Center. Booker led the way for them and Durant had the most scoring in the game, 39 points. He obviously will be unavailable in the game tonight as they look to snap a four-game losing streak. James Harden, though, was upgraded this morning to probable for the game. Also tonight, Warriors four-and-a-half point road dog uh, plus four-and-a-half at the Spurs. Total in this one, 219-and-a-half. The MVP candidate Steph Curry finally had a breakout game last night after slumping last month. 40 points, 21 coming in the fourth quarter, but he's out tonight with a toe injury. Warriors also without Andrew Wiggins, Otto Porter, Clay Thompson, Andre Iguodala, Draymond Green, and more. So expect a skeleton crew, hence why this line has moved from Golden State being two-point favorites to four-and-a-half-point dogs. Last one year, the Las Vegas Raiders have officially announced yesterday that Patriots offensive coordinator Josh McDaniels is the new head coach here in Sin City. This comes after Vegas hired former Pats director of player personnel Dave Ziegler. Vegas is a 50-1 to long shot to win the title next season. Who better to discuss all things Raiders with than our guy Adam Hill as we welcome him in of the Las Vegas Review Journal. You can also hear him on ESPN Radio Las Vegas. Our Raiders reporter Adam First of all, were you as surprised as I was, just first and foremost, that Josh McDaniels left the Patriots? I thought he was supposed to be the heir apparent. Yeah, a little bit. I think it tells us that Bill Belichick might be around a little bit longer than we thought. Although, man, after the text messages today, who knows? Uh, But I I will say this. I'm a little bit busy right now. I'm flying to San Antonio. I have to play for the Warriors tonight. What's going on? I have to play for the Warriors tonight. Oh, They need you. They need somebody on there. We'll get you shooting the three. You'll fill Steph Curry's shoes, no problem. Um, As we continue this Raiders conversation, though, what is your feeling on the general hire of McDaniels for the Raiders? Is he a good fit? Um, I know, obviously, the the previous head coaching gig he had with Denver didn't pan out. and I mean, didn't pan out with the Colts either, but he's staying put in Vegas. Yeah, I think there's, there's some mixed feelings on this. I mean, first of all, when you hear the name, I don't think there's a lot of excitement. I don't think a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, Josh McDaniels is going to be the coach. But when you take a closer look, and I think listening to him yesterday and sitting down and talking to him and meeting him a little bit, like he is pretty honest about what happened in Denver. I mean, he, he used the word yesterday, failure. He said, I was a failure. And, and I think that's why it kind of took him a long time uh, to find the right fit. He didn't want to jump at just the first opportunity that he found. Um, he wanted to make things right, and he wanted to do it better. And I think one of the real you know, things that stands out here is that he went into Denver and tried to run everything. He wanted to be the general manager. He wanted to be the coach. He wanted to do the same things that Bill Belichick has done. And that part didn't work out. So he found a partner in Dave Ziegler, a guy that he's known since he was 18. They were college teammates. Uh, he found this guy that has risen up the ranks, done every job in football, been a scout. And, you know, as he said yesterday, he used to just pick up prospects from the airport and drive them to the facility. Like, he's done everything you could do. So he's ready for this opportunity as the general manager. Uh, uh, Josh McDaniels is ready to take another chance as a coach. And I think whether it works out or not remains to be seen. But I think they've at least taken the right steps to put themselves in a better position to succeed this time. No doubt. And it does seem like he's put an emphasis on the relationship part of it, having that understanding from the player perspective. I know on social media, we've seen a lot from Derek Carr and some of the big name voices and leadership in that locker room. 
sharing how much they loved Rich Basaccia. Um, is that a little bit of a tough thing, you think, to see him not being able to ultimately earn that role? Yeah, it is. And, and you know, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll plug the story I just uh, posted a little bit ago, uh, just talking about some of the players and just how deep that relationship was uh, between the players and Rich Basaccia. And I think it's another element of this of this hire, right, where – and I, I straight up asked Josh McDaniels about this yesterday. Usually – when you take a head coaching job, it's either because the coach before you failed or just wasn't liked in the building or was, you know, creating a problem for everyone. In this case, Rich Versace is the most beloved person that has ever walked into that building as far as I'm concerned, and he also was successful. So it's a really weird spot to then step in and replace him, and he's got a lot of, you know, not, not you know, building of bridges, but I guess it kind of is in that way of, building the bridge to those guys and saying, hey, listen, I know you love Rich Passaccia. I love Rich Passaccia. He's a great dude. Josh McDaniel said, I've known him forever. He's one of the best people I've ever met. And he's like, I understand how people feel about him, how much people love him. But I am the coach now, and I have to, you know, do everything I can to put this this uh, franchise in a position to win games. So it is, it's kind of a tricky spot for him to be in, but I think he's at least very cognizant of that. He at least understands that there is this love. And you know, I, uh, the headline of my story is that the the, hurt, the hurting Raiders are trying to move on from Rich Passaccia, and a couple of people on social media are like, really hurt? They're adults. They, you know, they, they can get through it. I'm like, yeah, of course they can get through it. But if you read some of the messages from some of the players, they are hurting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no doubt. And it that's what it's all about. Those, those, yeah, those, those close relationships mean a lot. And he was the, the first coach in like 60 years to be – on the other end of a midseason coaching change and take a team to the playoffs. They are 50 to yeah. 1 to win the Super Bowl, bottom third of all NFL teams going into next year. What are your expectations for the team moving forward? Well, it, it starts and I guess ends this conversation, at least for right now in the, in the offseason, with what is their first big personnel move, which almost certainly has to be a decision on Derek Carr. And Derek Carr has one year left on his contract. I don't think he wants to go into the season. That, uh, to talk about moving on, I don't think he wants to be a quote-unquote lame duck quarterback, you know, playing for a contract this season. So they're going to sit down and talk about whether they want to extend him or they want to trade him. And I'll say this, they did not give a full-throated endorsement to Derek Carr yesterday. They said, hey, listen, we like Derek Carr. We think he's very good. We're going to sit down and talk to him and see what he wants to do and what we want to do and how we're going to move forward. So I don't think it's a slam dunk. Uh, I, I, I think it's more than 50-50 that Carr is back, but I don't think it's 100%. That car is back, and you know. Then where do you go? Do you make a splash? Do you try to trade car for like Aaron Rodgers and go in that direction, or do you try to rebuild? Do you try to draft a quarterback and you know build through that way? So that'll determine a lot of this. You know, right now, if you're going to ask me, do they have a chance to win a Super Bowl? I'd say no. I, I don't think that this is a team that's ready to take that step. But if you told me they're going to get Aaron Rodgers and maybe even like bring Devontae Adams in with them, and you know they do have some cap space, maybe some flexibility. Okay, that changes. So I would monitor the kind of the markets a little bit, see if there's rumors out there and uh, where this is going and uh, how they how they plan this out. And don't available, and I don't know that he's a game. He's kind of a winner. He's proven that a little bit in the league and Bigler and McDaniel's and Jimmy Garoppolo. So I know you'd be interested in that potential trade and how that would work out. Um, I think a lot of people are kind of looking at a lot of these quarterbacks that are available and seeing what the Raiders are going to do. Yeah, no doubt. We'll be following that closely. And like you said, I'll be following the 49ers situation closely and if or where Jimmy Garoppolo ultimately ends up going. Thank you so much, Adam. You're awesome. 
miss talking to you. That is Adam Hill of the Las Vegas Review Journal. Again, you can also catch him on ESPN Radio. And you know we're always getting you prepped for the big game for the Super Bowl this year. Coming up Super Bowl Sunday, just a week and a half away. And VEASAN has got you covered on all of the bases with the big game betting guide that is free. This is a digital guide. Gives you all of the trends, strategies, props to watch, tips from all of our betting experts and analysts. And it's all at vcin.com slash Super Bowl. Again, that's where you get your free guide. Get you ready for the biggest football betting action of the year. It's great. Again, you get to keep an eye on those different props to watch, trends. Um, a lot of work and effort went into this thing, and it'll be awesome. Uh, I'm very excited. I don't know about you. I, like, even, I've gotten through my 24-hour rule with the 49ers, and now I am just really hyped for Super Bowl Sunday and all the coverage that we're going to have here on VEASAN. 56 hours that weekend. On the other side of this break, we're going streaking. Which trends in the NBA and NHL will continue? And Tim Murray joins the show. Got some college hoops on tap tonight. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. on my guys in the desert you can play wrangler squares and celebrate their 75th anniversary with a free shot at a share of 75k head to draftkings.com slash wrangler squares now to get on the action for football's biggest sunday wrangler for the ride of life terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply see draftkings.com for details and now we're going streaking which of these streaks in the nba and nhl will continue tonight again Clothing optional, preferably keep them on, though, like I say. We're going streaking. Heat at the Raptors tonight. The over is 6-0 in the Heat's last six games overall. And I, I lean streaking in this one. The total so low, even with this being more of a slugfest type game. I know both teams are on the second half of a back-to-back, third game in four nights. Plus, the Heat might be resting. A lot of guys, Butler, Lowry, Tucker, all questionable. But it's a coin flip on any of them. But my reasoning here, Miami 7-1 to the over their last eight when playing on the second half of a back-to-back with a near plus 10 margin. 9-4 to the over as a road dog. The Raptors have also gone over that number in five of their last six games. 7-1 to the over their last at eight home games overall. Nets and Suns. Suns are 0-4 ATS. Their last four home games against a team with a winning record. 
I'm streaking again. Um, I definitely have the Suns to win this game, don't get me wrong. And while this might not be a popular dog to back today with the spread, I think there's a chance. Uh, I mean, there is a chance James Harden will be in the lineup. He's probable. I think that helps them cover the six. They showed against the Warriors when they're locked in on defense. They can compete regardless of who is on the floor. So I like them to cover. Canucks at the Predators. Underdog 5-0 the last five meetings. The dog is the Canucks at plus 155. I think not streaking. This is the third meeting between these teams this year in which they did split with the road team winning both. I think the home favorite gets it done this time around. The Preds coming off four days rest. UC Saros, one of the best goalies in the league with a .927 save percentage. Allowed just two or fewer goals in the last four games and eight of his last 12 starts. Just need the offense to rise to the occasion. Last one here in the NHL. The Stars, 4-0 against, 4-0 rather, excuse me. Their last four games as a home underdog. They're hosting the Calgary Flames. I think streaking here too. The Stars have won five of their last six games in general. Been strong at home this year. They're 15-6 at American Airlines Center compared to 8-13 on the road. Calgary's been decent too. They've won four of their last six games. They're strong in the crease. I just don't see them slowing down a Stars offense. Um, Flames 2-9 their last 11 against teams with winning records. So that's my streaking, not streaking. But again, guys, with the close, I think it's important we like to wear clothes. Stay dressed when I do this segment. Welcome in our guy, Tim Murray, VEASAN Zone, host of the Nightcap here on the network, 7 to 10 p.m. Pacific time, 10 to 1 Eastern, hosted with our great friend, Sean King. Uh, you guys have just been having a blast. I love listening to Puckstradamus talk hockey, and you guys get into it. The argument about the big favorites was great. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he was on one last night, Stormy. <laughs> I don't know. I mean... I, I must have like you know kicked him in the shin or something like that. But he was he was all fired up last night. Then he started yelling at me about Duke seeding um, later on in the show when he asked me who were the number one seeds right now, and I told him that Duke wasn't. And then he got all mad. I'm like, I just that's just the way the facts are. I'm not a bracketologist. I just read the news here. So yeah, Sean was uh, Sean was fired up. We need to find him some winners on the ice because he was all. Uh, all hot and bothered about these massive favorites before the All-Star break. It's true. I mean, you look at the Golden Knights tonight. I think it's minus 450 against the Sabres. Like, what are we doing here? Um, we will talk college basketball momentarily, but I know another thing you guys have been talking about a lot on the nightcap lately is Caleb Williams and where will he go? Will he, won't he end up at USC? Well, the news comes in officially today that he is following Lincoln Riley. What was your reaction to it? Yeah, I think it makes sense. Um, you know, there was uh, some speculation and rumors that uh, Wisconsin hiring Bobby Ingram as their offensive coordinator, that he might go uh, to Wisconsin. Bobby Ingram was the uh, uh, tight ends, uh, wide receivers coach uh, with the Ravens, and his son actually played uh, high school football with Caleb Williams in Washington, D.C. So there was a connection there, and they thought, you know, maybe him going to Wisconsin with the success that Paul Chris had with Russell Wilson, all that ended up being for naught. This makes sense. Uh, as a Notre Dame fan, it, I don't like it uh, because he's <laughs> tremendous talent. And obviously what Lincoln Riley has been able to do uh, has been phenomenal uh, you know, when it, with the transfer portal and, you know, how they're recruiting to this point. But, you know, the one thing I would say, Stormy, is that I, I'm feeling and I'm very curious what ultimately uh, is is the marketplace, because I think this might be a situation. And Bruce Feldman tweeted about this. And Bruce Feldman is as closely connected to the, you know, Sanford, uh, to the USC program than, than really anybody out there. And he said, look, 
what Lincoln Riley is doing is tremendous. Caleb Williams is a phenomenal talent, obviously an upgrade there. But this is a 4-8 and a football team that had some serious issues in the trenches last year. I don't think they're winning a national championship just yet. So certainly an improvement, phenomenal uh, addition. But I would uh, I would cool up your jets a little bit on, on national title futures with, uh, with fight on Trojans there. No doubt. I think a lot of us were a little bit stunned when we saw them fifth on the odds board at 25 to one yeah, to win I next mean, year's title after a four and eight season. <laughs> yeah. Let's say, I mean, this happens, you know, th- I mean, once again, I, I get it. I think long-term, this is a phenomenal addition for USC uh, for, for college football. It's good. Um, you know, he, his recruiting class in 2023 was, was going to be star studded at Oklahoma. He's bringing all those guys eventually, but they're not there yet. So Caleb Williams will be there for two years before he goes to the pros. And I would think the potential of them maybe making a run to the playoff is more likely in 2023 than 2022. But there is no there's no denying whatsoever that this team has significantly upgraded talent already. And, uh, you know, bringing in a guy that at one point in time was what third in the Heisman market after playing like four games. Uh, He's that talented of a quarterback. So expectations will be high out in uh, out in L.A. and. Uh, you know, their, their schedule's favorable. Uh, they don't, they don't have any big time games, you know, out of this shoot. I think they have a non-conference game against Fresno. They play Notre Dame at the end of the year. So I think their schedule certainly is manageable. Don't have a crossover with Oregon. Uh, so you could see, uh, USC, you know, winning a whole heck of a lot of games pretty early on, uh, next year. No doubt. Um, and I know, listen, in college hoops, you are always about that action. Lots of top 25 games coming up tonight. What's one you're most passionate about your bet this evening? Yeah, last night we talked about it. I'm getting a little uh, spooked because I thought I was on the right side. Now it's moving. But uh, this is one of those spots uh, for those people who know me that uh, was screaming my name. So we've got Providence, Red Hot, 18-2. and two. I'm a huge Ed Cooley fan, uh, what they've been able to do. Anyone who watched that game on Sunday before football uh, was, was thoroughly impressed. You know, they came back. They won at home. And now they've got to go on the road, Stormy. They've won five in a row. They're 15th in the country. And they're a dog at St. John's. St. John's over the weekend lost to Villanova. Uh, St. John's has been struggling a little bit. And uh, I'm going to ride with St. John's here. Uh, you know, Ken Palm has Providence as the luckiest team in the country. Uh, he, they have that metric pointed out there. The numbers and the computers don't really like Providence. I like Providence. I think they're good. But, you know, this is another one of those games where the odds makers are telling you something, in my opinion, the public's going to be all over Providence as a, as a road dog here. Uh, I think St. John's is able to get it done. And I would say pull an upset, but they're not, it's not going to be an upset. I think they win this game obviously, because they are a favorite. So I think this is one of those fishy lines uh, and uh, I'll roll with the red storm uh, at home tonight against Providence. Yeah. Shocking to me, at least you, when you think on the surface an 18 and two team against St. John's that they would be favored in this matchup, but that is the situation. Nonetheless, also on the docket tonight, we got Kansas, Iowa state, Alabama, Auburn, Texas at Texas tech. And that's when I think that's super interesting because obviously it's the return of Chris beard to Lubbock. Students have been camping out for 48 hours to get tickets to this one should be a great matchup. Yeah, I'll run through those three games real quickly. So we'll start with the one you mentioned, uh, the atmosphere. This is what college sports is about. Hopefully it's a good, good, uh, good old fashioned ribbing. Nothing, uh, nothing stupid happening in Lubbock uh, because yeah, like you mentioned, Chris Beard uh, led this program 
to the uh, to to heights that they've never been to. You know, we're very close to winning a national championship. Now he's at Texas. They've had their ups and downs. Uh, they went heavy in the portal and uh, haven't really been all that successful this year for what they were expecting. I thought the number six was a little too high, and that's why you're starting to see some backing in the marketplace uh, for Texas down to four and a half. Uh, I would lean a little bit towards the dog uh, because I think everyone thinks that Texas Tech is just going to take care of business, but not an official play for me. Uh, Alabama Auburn. Uh, Alabama is one of the most uh, confusing teams in the country. They have losses this year to Iona, Memphis, Davidson, Missouri, and Georgia, but they also have wins over Baylor uh, uh, and Gonzaga and Houston, three top five teams in 10 Ken Palm. So uh, Alabama, this is just a six point spread here. So this one uh, should be a, a really, a really good matchup as well. So uh, a phenomenal night of hoops uh, across the country and uh, yeah, some interesting games, even outside the top 25. I'll tell you one, one game to watch early in the night, St. Bonaventure against Davidson. This is a desperate spot, in my opinion, for St. Bonaventure at home against Davidson. They had really lofty expectations. So that's an early game, non-top 25, but a really, really good one to keep an eye on. You are the best, Tim. Make sure you check out Tim Murray on the nightcap tonight and every weeknight, 7 to 10 Eastern, 10 to 1, um, excuse me, 10 to 1 Eastern, 7 to 10 Pacific. To my guys in the desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back here to My Guys in the Desert. This segment brought to you by Zinn Nicotine Pouches. Check out Zinn.com for all of the latest products. And uh, that is great. Welcome back to My Guys in the Desert. Zinn, so lucky for them to sponsor this segment of our program. Time for a little fade or follow. Uh, in the NBA tonight, there's a game that's a very heavy public play. Same with college basketball and the NHL. So do we agree or disagree? Fade or follow. We shall see. In the NBA, Pistons, one-and-a-half-point favorites against the Pelicans, 82% of the handle, 53% of the bets. Uh, I think I got a follow on this one. The Pelicans are just so bad. Lost four straight, one-and-four against the number of their last five on no rest. Pistons, meanwhile, five-and-one against the number of their last six games, six-and-one ATS their last seven at home, five-and-two ATS their last seven as a favorite. I feel like every trend is just going toward following it. Um, yeah, I'm going to follow on that one. In the NHL, Bruins, big favorites, minus 255 on the money line against the Seattle Kraken. Again, I think I'm going to follow. I know the Kraken have looked pretty solid lately, but the Bruins are returning home um, after their three-game trip. They're 14-8-1 at home, much better than the Kraken in just every category as you look it up and down. Despite their offense not really showing up lately, all of that changes, I think, when they play in front of their home crowd. Bruins, heavy favorites for a reason. I think they get the job done in 60 minutes. Follow college hoops. We talked about it with Tim. Texas taking on Texas Tech. The total in this one, 122. 90% of bets, 92% of handle. I can't go three for three following the public. The book always wins. Oh, but I think I want to follow the over on this one too. Texas Tech's third in the Big 12 in scoring, averaging 74.8 points, averaging a shooting percentage of 47.6. Texas. Good shooting as well, 68.7 points per game. Both of their team's season totals have averaged over 131. I think I'm going over, too. It grosses me out. 
Time to welcome in Johnny Avello, Director of Sportsbook Operations over at DraftKings. The book always wins, Johnny. I hate when I'm following the public on all of these. I don't like it. That's not true, Stormy. They don't always win. 11 is better than 10. That's it. There you go. There you go. Very true. Uh, well, I really wanted to talk to you. Obviously, the Super Bowl lines have been set. We've already seen a little bit of movement. So what can you tell us about where the numbers are right now and if you expect them to sit that way? Uh, we opened the game four and a half and we're currently at four and a half. Now, that sounds like we haven't taken any action and that's far from the truth. Uh, we took some Bengal money early. Uh, then it came back on the Rams to put us so down to four, back to four and a half. The way the splits are right now is the, the side is kind of balanced, uh, a little bit heavy on the Bengals side. We're really heavy, though, on the Bengals money line, really heavy for, you know, the amount of action that we've taken so far. Uh, but I think that's the way this game will get bet. I think it'll get bet Rams side, Bengals money line, total over. Uh, total over will be in many, many parlays. Mm -hmm. Right now, we're about, you know, maybe 55% of the money, 55 to 60% of the money on the over. So that trend will continue for a week and a half. No doubt. I mean, those underdog Bengals, they just keep winning outright. What are these guys doing um, outside of the sides and totals, though, Johnny? This is the time of year where I know people get really into props for the big game as well. What are some of those markets that are getting bet um, that you think are going to be the most popular? And are you doing any of those exotic props as well? Well, you know, Stormy, we had props up Sunday night, quite a few, and, you know, we've got a wire, wide array of them up there right now. Some that are getting some early action are Stafford over 35 and a half passing attempts and Burrow over 36 and a half passing attempts. So they think those guys are going to be throwing a lot, bunch in this game. Uh, first touchdown score, Beckham and Jamar Chase both getting a little bit of action. Uh, anytime scorer, Cooper Cup. You got a late of juice there, and they're laying it. Minus two bucks right now. Um, an MVP, Burrow plus two and a quarter, Cup six to one, and uh, Chase 18 to one. There are a couple of props, early props that are taking some action. Yeah. and Oh, you asked about the goofy ones. Yes. The goofy ones you want to know about. <laughs> I love them. Yeah, we'll have, the we'll have them up. It'll be a little bit later on. Okay, so what do you have any that you can give us some context on, like in terms of the goofy ones? I feel like we're all expecting the Gatorade bath, but what are some of the other ones? Yeah, you'll get some Gatorade. Uh, I hate that prop storm. I really do, <laughs> but we'll do it just because everyone everyone's excited about it. Uh, we won't be doing the uh, the the national anthem. Uh, we'll we'll have a few up there. I just I, those props to me are just they're they're coffee table material to talk about but they don't write much money no that's just for some of the people that don't really bet that off and want to get in on the action and just for note blue has won two of the last three years in the gatorade just throwing that out there um tom brady officially announcing his retirement today i know it's kind of been expected since Schefter dropped the news early on but you guys still as i last looked at it have the bucks at 12 to 1 to win the super bowl again next year they've got a number of free agent signings to figure out i know as well so why so high on the bucks from your side of the counter well you know who's going to go there stormy uh is is it rogers going there is jimmy g going there um you know that'll decide where we're going to make our next move on uh you know on the futures but hey if aaron rodgers goes there 
they automatically become a very, very short favorite. Yeah, no doubt. Aaron Rodgers can change a few things, though. I'm sure a lot of your odds boards will change depending on where he goes. Um, also True. noticed very some some movement um, in terms of the number one draft pick overall pick order. Evan Neal, Alabama offensive lineman, now plus 200, surpasses Kayvon Thibodeau on that list. He was long thought to be the number one pick throughout the course of this year in a lot of projections. Now Aiden Hutchison, still the odds on favorite. But what did you guys see in terms of Neal to bump that number? Yeah, you know, Hutchison and Thibodeau were both around even money, even money plus a dime somewhere in that area. And uh, all of a sudden, and those two guys were getting bet back and forth. And then all of a sudden, here comes Evan Neal getting getting play. Now, you know, what do the Jaguars need? According to the to, to the projected uh, the draft gurus, uh, Jacksonville might take an offensive lineman, which they need badly. Uh, and so that's why that's getting some play right now. I love it because we've got play on the top three guys plus other guys. Uh, it's very, it's, it's not like it's cut and dry who it is. And to me, that's what, uh, you know, this draft having this just wide open is what makes this handle sore. Yep, no doubt the wide openness of the draft, but that makes it fun too. Um, right now, with there being this little bit of a lull before all of the big Super Bowl bets really come in a little bit closer to game time, I know college basketball and NBA handle has been great throughout, but do you see a little bit of an uptick this week specifically since there is no Sunday game to look forward to? Or are people betting the Pro Bowl? What's the word? Oh, Pro Bowl. <laughs> we don't even have it up yet. But you know, it could be it could be an interesting game. You know, I think Rodgers is going to play. I think uh, Mahomes said he's going to play. I think Brady's going to back up Rodgers. How about that one, huh? Love it. So uh, maybe that's uh, maybe that's uh, who's coming in as the next uh, Tampa Bay quarterback. Maybe that's where the discussions are going to take place. So. We'll see, but we don't have it up yet until we get some of these rosters confirmed. Yeah, that'll be fun to follow when you do, though. Just another thing to bet, entice us, pull us into the pool. I feel like I'm asking you for all the explanations today, but I need another one in the NBA odds board. I'm, you got to help me with the Lakers odds here. They're ninth in the West, but, I mean, much much better odds than all these other teams that have had more success with them. Look, at they're plus 800 but the Grizzlies have the third best record in the NBA right now, and they're 12 to one. Yeah, you know, we have the Raiders. I think we have the Lakers at 19 to one right now, which is the highest we've had the Lakers for many years. We've got a bunch of money on them. Uh, you know, I wouldn't call them dead yet. LeBron's been out. He's going to be out, I think, a few more games. Uh, you know, maybe they turn it around in the second half. But if you make the Lakers too high, the money's going to come pouring in, and you never know what's going to happen with this team. So right now, I would say it's a better price than you've ever gotten the Lakers before. Still on a conservative mode, though. All right, let's check in, check in on the NCAA tournament odds board as well. Uh, who's at the top of the board right now? Who's getting the most action for the College Hoops National Championship coming up here in March? Well, of course, the Zags have been, you know, atop the board for – uh, a couple of years now, uh, they're six to one, but Duke's getting some money. Purdue was up at a higher price around 20. They're down around 10. Baylor, uh, last year's champs around 10. Uh, Kentucky were, was about 30. They're getting a little love now. They're about 15 or so. It's it's good. It's a, it's a, it's a good book in uh, future book. Um, long way to go. And here's a bunch of teams in there that can win it. If this thing was played right now, 
I'd, I'd give, I'd give like 12 teams a chance. <laughs> I know it's so weird to see so many teams with losses at this point in the season and so many losses, but that's what makes the parody of college basketball so fun. Thank you, Johnny. Appreciate the time as always on a Tuesday. Oh, you're welcome, Stormy. That's our guy, Johnny Avello, Director of Sportsbook Operations at DraftKings. And we'll get a little more DraftKings insight when Reed Fowler joins the program in just a little bit. We'll talk all things Super Bowl, if there's any props he's been eyeing so far, and a little PGA Tour action. Don't go anywhere. This is my guys in the desert on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. To my guys in the desert with Stormy Bonantoni on v the sports betting network. Stormy Bonantoni with you. Come join me Friday the 11th at 6 p.m. for the big game betting and beers event at the South Point Casino here in Vegas. It'll be me and our guys in the desert. Chris Andrews, Jimmy Vaccaro, Vinny Maiulo. We're going to have a fun and informative look at betting this year's big game plus stories behind the book about all the action these legends have seen over the years. It's going to be awesome. This event is free for anybody over 21, so make sure you stop by the South Point. Again, that's Friday the 11th, 6 p.m. You get free samples of Bookmaker Blonde Ale specials on Budweiser. Purchase some signed copies of Chris Andrews' books and learn from these bookmaking experts. It's going to be so much fun. I can't wait for it. Well, as we welcome you back here to my guys in the desert, it's time for Hot Take Tuesday. Our girl Stephanie Kamershack, producer here at My Guys in the Desert, gives me some sizzling hot takes. I determine the level of heat of each of the takes. So we see what we got here. Steph says the college basketball champion this year will have four or more losses. This is kind of a lukewarm. This is kind of a cold take in my mind, especially based on what we just heard a little bit ago from our guy Johnny Avello at DraftKings, that there is so much parity in college basketball right now. It hasn't happened the last two tournaments, but the last six tournament winners prior to those two had four or more losses. I get where you're coming from, though. You see a top-ranked Auburn with just one loss, Gonzaga, UCLA, Arizona just with two. But, I mean, look at defending champion Baylor, Purdue, the Blue Buzz, Kentucky, Kansas, Duke, all with three or more, Villanova with five, the list goes on. This has just been such a wild college hoop season. There's still a whole month plus of games to go. I could very easily see this going to a four or more loss team. There's a lot of value on that betting board. Kentucky 15 to one. Steph 
says John Morant will win the MVP in the NBA. This is a hot one, but I like it. Uh, he's currently 11 to 1, fifth on the odds board. But Grizz are a team that's just ahead of schedule right now. Third best record in the league, had kind of middle of the row expectations that they've just wildly exceeded, with Jaw being the cornerstone of that. The only argument I would say you could have against him, they're 10-2 and two without him playing, but does it help or hinder his case that he's a rising star in a small market against some of those big-name candidates he saw on the board a moment ago? Embiid, KD, Giannis, Steph Curry, already a huge favorite for most improved. He's led the NBA in points in the paint, second in fast-break points, and one of just four players in the NBA right now to average more than 25.6 boards and six assists. The others, LeBron, Jokic, Doncic. Not as ridiculous as y'all might think. Last one here. She says a quarterback will not win Super Bowl MVP. I would argue this is the hottest of these takes. No, just because this is such a quarterback-heavy award. 31 players that have won the Super Bowl MVP have been quarterbacks, including four of the last five years, nine of the last 12. You have to have a really, really standout performance. Julian Edelman won with the Pats a few years ago. We know Von Miller, Malcolm Smith. But this specific matchup feels like a quarterback type of a game. It's a leadership role by position. Even if another guy has a really, really solid performance, I feel like quarterbacks just kind of have to be not terrible in order to win the award. Is that? I don't know if that's right or wrong to say. That's how I feel about it. I'll probably still get some long shots Super Bowl MVP bets out there just because it's fun and it could happen. Time to welcome in DraftKings NFL betting and fantasy analyst Reed Fowler at Reed T. Fowler on Twitter. Am I crazy? It's just such a quarterback award, right? Yeah, and over 30, Stormy, have won this award in the history of Super Bowl MVPs. You got to have a Von Miller type, you know, two sacks, two forced fumbles type of game, two interceptions like we've seen, or a Ray Lewis type of personality, right, on defense. And good luck trying to find who that guy is on either team, right? It, it could be a number of people on the Rams, and it could be one or so, uh, one or a few players on the Bengals if that were the case. So, yeah, tough market usually goes to the quarterback. Yeah, no doubt. And it, it's fun to get in on some of the long shots, but play, save those for your smaller bets because it is so unlikely yeah. to happen. But if it hits, it's always fun. While we're on the big game, though, we have seen a little bit of movement there. Rams bet up to four and a half point favorites. Now, I know it's still early, but do you have any lean on the Super Bowl, whether it's a side, a total, anything like that so far? Yeah, I lean Rams because if we take a look at what this game probably handicapped for if it happened before Kansas City, we probably see Rams six and a half, lean six and a half, seven uh, around that number. If you turn if you just look in terms of win equity, talent on both sides, coaching. I think that's where you're getting a little bit of a value on the Rams, even though it's going the opposite way right now. A lot of people will say you're getting four and a half. You liked Cincy at four. Now you're getting that extra hook. I don't think it really matters. I think points matter closer to the key numbers. But in this case, give me uh, the Rams still, because this is one of my preseason pick, preseason picks to win it all. I still like them at that number. They do just kind of have that feel. I know the Bengals every round so far have just overcome, won the game at the last minute, yeah. had this kind of great feel to it, but you can only do that so many times. I still haven't made a decision on this game yet, but I'm certainly leaning Rams as well just because they have that dominant factor and they have put so much in to winning now. I know DraftKings does have some props available on the market already, getting ahead of the game over a lot of other books. What's your favorite early prop on the Super Bowl so far? Yeah, I know we like on this show, Stormy, to either go over rushing yards for quarterback, longest reception. I know prop queen Ariel Epstein loves the longest yep. receptions 
So I got a couple. My first one is Mixon over 13 and a half longest rush. I think it's still, I think you lay 115 there on DraftKings Sportsbook. I think they have to run. If Cincy wants to win, I think they have to run a lot on early downs. If you look at the formations that the Rams put out there on early downs, if they bring in five defensive linemen, it's going to be extremely hard for Cincinnati to block all of those guys, let alone if it's just four. So I like I like Mixon getting that longest rush, like 23 last week, 16 versus Tennessee, 10. Uh, against the Vegas Raiders, 13 against Kansas City, and 19 against Baltimore was his longest rush in those games. And I, and I just really like it at over 13 and a half. And Cooper Cup, over 100 yards plus a touchdown parlay at plus 150. This guy's an absolute machine. So I don't need to go through the numbers on that one. It's pretty much he's done this almost every single game. I'm looking at the numbers right now. I don't know how I just randomly had Cooper Cup stats pulled up on yeah. my bar at this moment, but I do. And one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of his last right. nine games, he's gone over the number. He's got 10 touchdowns over the last nine. Certainly seems like a pretty good bet, and you're getting plus money on it, so why not? And with regards to Joe Mixon running the ball, so far this postseason, those first couple of games, he was well under his average, but then busted out for 88 yards this past game. You could certainly see him getting that. We love those. Those are the fun props we love it we love it we love it um i also see you like matt stafford over his rush yards prop he's been i it's so yes. funny to me the way they set these numbers because he's not like a mobile type quarterback you get a five and a half or you get a three and all he has to do is run one time right just run cool. once and you can do it yeah, and don't run it backwards to down it, or if you want to line up on the hash for your kicker, just don't do that, Matt Stafford. And he's rushed for at least six yards in his three in their three postseason wins. And look at Cincinnati. They have a lot at least 10 rushing yards, 15.7 per game to the quarterbacks over their last seven games. Stafford has shown the propensity to run if the if the game is on the line, if the play is on the line, if he has to get those yards. He's tucking it in the playoffs. So give me Matt Stafford. I know we like it. I know it's not Tom Brady half a yard, <laughs> but give me Matt Stafford at over five and a half. Hey, didn't we learn this year? Brady's a mobile quarterback, uh, obviously, obviously. Um, hey, yeah. but in addition to your great NFL betting knowledge and analysis, you are also very invested in covering the PGA Tour, host of PGA Tour Live, have an article out on DK Nation right now, previewing the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am uh, before maybe just your pick. What should betters know ahead of the event that's seen off on Thursday? Yeah, this is an amateur, so it's a pro-am, right? So you you have 156 professionals and the same number of pro-ams. It, it's across three courses at Pebble Beach, um, the, the golf course, the resort itself. Uh, these are long rounds, six-hour rounds for these pros. So a lot of the pros don't necessarily like the format. That's why I don't see the key names here. And that's why we see, Stormy, that over the last seven years, the average odds is, is 148 or plus 14,800 of the winners. And so this is a this is a tournament where you want to take a couple of long shots. Well, Patrick Cantley, we see as the odds on favorite Daniel Berger reigning champ at nine to one on the board. But in terms of those long shots, what are the names that stand out to you? Yeah, a couple of Ches is at 65. So plus 6,500 is top five, top tens are right around. If you cut that in, you know, in a quarter at plus 1100 and then top 10 at plus 550. If you take a look at his record, at Pebble Beach, it's fantastic over the last four weeks. And that 2019 U.S. Open that Gary Woodland won, Ches Revy finished third. Now, he's got off on all other uh, strokes gain metrics other than approach, and that's exactly what you need here. And the other guy, Stormy, really quickly, is Matt Kuchar. There's a couple of guys that, you know, on, on tour, or a handful of guys on tour that circle a couple of tournaments that they have a really good shot of winning. Matt Kuchar has probably looked at this course that he's played a bunch of times 
that he has to win if he wants to win this year. So give me Matt Kuchar as well at plus 6,000. That's what I was going to ask. I was like, I don't see that on my immediate sheet, what those odds are at plus 6,000. That's a good one. Thank yeah. you so much, Reed. You are awesome. Really appreciate your insight as always. All right, Stormy, take care. That's our guy, Reed Fowler, NFL betting analyst over at DraftKings. And as I said, also really great with his coverage of golf. Make sure you check out DK Nation for his entire breakdown he has of some of those long shots, reasons why you should follow certain guys in the Pebble Beach Pro-Am that, again, that tees off on Thursday. I cannot believe how fast this hour goes by every single day, but throughout the week and next week, we're going to take deep dives into the numbers regarding this year's Super Bowl. Super Bowl 56, rams Bengals going to be a great one. We're going to analyze all of the angles, including, like I promised, Gatorade research. Don't you worry. Rush Hour's next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare